What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of uh, Get Paid for Your Pad. Today is going to be a bit different than uh, most of the episodes. I am going to look back at 350 episodes of Get Paid for Your Pad, uh, just over six years that I've been doing this. And I want to share with you the three top learning lessons that I learned from interviewing over 350 people on this podcast. Plus, I'm going to share with you the top five episodes that I think everybody should listen to. And I'll explain a little bit about why I chose those and why I'm doing this episode. But first, before we get into that, um, I want to take a moment to share with you that we've lost a a very respected and appreciated member of our community. Um, If you're on our email list and and been following our social media and stuff, then you've probably noticed... uh, also, I didn't do a podcast last week. I was going to do this last week, but unfortunately, uh, early on Monday morning, my time here in Barcelona, I got the news that one of our members, uh, Anton Zilberberg, he passed away. Uh, he was the CEO founder of Quickstay. Uh, he was also the CEO and founder of AutoHost, which is a technology company that helps host screen their guests and uh, keep their hosting business safe, essentially. Uh, Anton was a really good friend. He was a, one of our first members of the SDR Legends Mastermind. Um, but but above all, he was he was a really good friend of our, ours. He uh, he was always ready to help people. Uh, he did trainings in the Short Term Rental Profit Academy for our students as well. He was uh, he was on the podcast. Um, so Anton really became a good friend of ours. So it was extremely shocking to hear that he uh, he had passed away. Um, he passed away in his sleep unexpectedly, um, and he left behind a wife and two small children, which uh, was a, is a horrible, horrible situation, of course. Um, so we were extremely shocked, and what we did is last week we uh, we organized together with David Kraus of uh, Rent Responsibly, we organized a, a fundraiser uh, for Anton's family. Um, we've raised over $50,000 to support his family. Uh, which we're very, very happy about. Um, and uh, we put together a, a mem- memorial page on uh, strlegends.com. Uh, you can go ahead and check it out, strlegends.com slash Anton. Uh, we put all of our photos that we have from him. Um, there's a space where you can leave comments. I know a lot of people who, are, who listen to this podcast uh, knew Anton. He was pretty well known in our industry. Um, so if you have any comments that you want to share, um, strlegends.com slash Anton is where you can go to share your comments of this uh, very, very tragic uh, loss. Um, also, there's a, there's a link to the GoFundMe page if you are in a position, if you want to donate to the family, obviously his wife and his young children. He had two children. The one is uh, one-year-old, one's four-year-old. Um, if you want to support the, the family, you can do so. There's a link on the, on the memorial page. So yeah, it was a very tragic, very sad uh, and emotional week uh, for, for us, um, for a lot of people uh, that knew Anton and uh, our thoughts are with his family uh, and we wish them a lot of strength through this extremely challenging times. The top three things that I've learned from interviewing all these people, this is a question that I get a lot from people when they find out I've done so many episodes, they always ask me like, what are the top three things you learned, right? So I decided I'd do this episode and, and share those things with you. So let's get into the first, uh, the first le- learning lesson. So when I started hosting, and I'm sure this is true for a lot of people, 
um, I was I was seeing it as a, as renting out a space. I was seeing it as providing a place to sleep uh, to my guests. Um, that was my mindset around it. And I remember when I was figuring out how much to charge, I was I was kind of um, pricing my unit according to the long term rental model um, because that's what I had experience with. So I knew my place was like seventy five square meters, two bedroom you know, a balcony, blah, blah, blah. And then you figure out, okay, well, how much should I be renting it out for? And I, think, I, th- I thought that's how it works with, with Airbnb as well. So um, I looked at other units that were the same size uh, and also had two bedrooms and a balcony. And then I figured, okay, well, if they are charging X, then I should be charging X as well. Um, what I did not realize at the time was that you know, the short-term rental space is very different than the long-term rental space. When you rent an apartment for the long-term, um, those, those metrics, especially the size of the apartment, is, is really important. Uh, but for short-term rentals, it's, it's very, very different. It's not so much the space that's important. Uh, what's much more important is the entire experience, right? So if you are a traveler and you're staying somewhere for three nights, for example, um, then what you're mostly concerned with is you know, what's the experience like? Because you want to have a stress-free uh, vacation, right? You don't want to worry about anything. And you need different things when you're traveling than when you're living somewhere. So that's something that I, I learned along the way. And if you talk to the big property managers, like the big companies like, you know, like Lyric and Sonder, like these companies that have thousands of units, um, one thing that they will say is, because these people are in a good place to compare units because they might have uh, two, two or 10 or 15 units in, a, in the same building that are exactly the same size. Um, but then, you know, the interior design, the amenities, um, those things could be different, right? And uh, what I've learned from talking to these bigger companies is that they even see that as well, where one unit might gross a couple thousand dollars and another unit that's exactly the same size might actually be grossing, you know, two or three times as much because they designed a different experience around it. Now, another way to, to look at this is, you know, if you, if you Google like top 10 Airbnbs in the world, like most popular, you'll see that they're not the ones, the, the units that, that they can charge a high rate for that are really, really popular. It's not like the biggest or the most luxurious. It's not even so much about the space. It's, they're all like unique experiences, whether it's design or whether it's, you know, um, a very unique type of property, like a, like a dome or, you know, like a tree hut or something like that. So that just shows that, you know, it's, it's all about the experience that we're having in, in units as a guest. It's about like, how do we feel when we arrive? It's about the how do we, what level of trust do we have with the, with the host, right? How is the communication? Because that's a big part, right? You want to make your, your guests feel comfortable uh, by providing information, by communicating with them, preferably uh, using either audio or video to really allow the guests to uh, get to know you and, uh, and really feel that you're a real person. So there's, there's so much more when it comes to profitability of of a space, there's so much more than just the, the size of the space and you know how many bedrooms it has. I mean, these are of course there are factors involved, but it's just it's just so much more than that. Where whereas if you if you look at the long term rental or even the just the real estate market, if you're looking to purchase a home, 
Like if you talk to a broker and you say, Hey, I'm looking for, you know, a hundred square meters, like 1000 square feet home in this neighborhood, two bedrooms, that person is probably going to be able to give you a pretty accurate um, estimate of, of how much that place would cost or how much it would be per month to rent out. Uh, but with that information, the, to estimate what a short-term rental uh, could, could, uh, could gross, that's, that's much more difficult. So, um, so I'd say that's, that's the first sort of big thing that I've, I've learned from interviewing so many people. Um, it's just that mindset shift of going from renting out a space to just thinking about like, what's the experience that I'm offering? Uh, what are the needs of my travelers? And how can I optimize my amenities, my communication, and my design, interior design, uh, everything that goes, goes into that experience? How do you optimize that to fit the needs of the travelers that you're targeting? Right? So that's part of it as well as understanding like, who's my audience? Who's my avatar? Right, who are the people that I'm trying to uh, cater to, right? Because once you understand that, then you can start thinking about how do I optimize that experience. And from what I've seen is that people who really have a clear understanding of who their avatar is and what experience they're looking for, those are the people that typically be, are able to charge a higher than average price on Airbnb. So if the average unit, the average size and you know, the, the type of units that they're renting out, let's say the average price in the market is 200. If you could be able to, you could be charging 300 if you really figure out that experience and your avatar. So number two, uh, I would say that is the amount of, well, first of all, the amount of work that it is to run a, an Airbnb, even just running one. Uh, there's, there's so many things that you have to do, um, you know, maintenance, cleaning, messaging, um, you have to maintain your listing. You have to do the marketing. You're kind of like doing like all these different jobs at the same time. So it's a lot of work, but you can outsource a lot of it, right? So I went from doing everything myself to literally doing 5% myself. And that's something that, especially in our STR Legends Mastermind, when you look at the, uh, the people that have really scaled their business and are managing like 30, 50, 70 units, uh, you, you, there's no way you can do that yourself, right? You need to uh, outsource stuff and, and automate, right? That's a big part of it as well is, you know, we can automate so many things, right? Um, for example, the messaging, right? You can use uh, tools like Smart BNB. Most PMSs have automated messaging. Um, you'll still have to send some messages uh, manually, of course, uh, but a lot of it you can, you can cover with, uh, with automated messages. Uh, plus, you can hire virtual assistants. And this is something that uh, I'm going to be talking about with Rebecca next week on the podcast. Rebecca is one of our legends as well. And she is the master of virtual assistants. She's built an entire company um, that's run by seven virtual assistants. And these are in different parts of the world. Um, they're very affordable. and it's really incredible to see uh, how Rebecca has been able to scale up to 100 units. And even though she has that many units, she only spends like a couple of hours a week working in her business, right? So virtual assistance, automation, you know, pricing is another thing that we can automate very easily with Price Labs, Wheelhouse, or Beyond Pricing. Um, I'm a big believer in the pricing apps when I started using them. 
I, my revenue definitely increased and I was spending less time, right? So I used to put manual prices in my, in my calendar. Um, and I, I understood that I had to vary the prices uh, with demand. Um, so I was spending probably like a half an hour or an hour a day just changing the prices, you know? So you can save a lot of time outsourcing that. Um, there's other, other things that you can automate as well, like task management. Um, a lot of PMSs have a, have a system for that. Um, and again, the virtual assistants can help with task management as well. Um, next week, you'll, you'll hear from Rebecca how she uh, trained her VAs to schedule the cleaners, to check in with them, to see if everything, uh, everything was well in the units, if something needs maintenance, like all of that stuff. Um, so, so yeah, a lot of stuff can be automated. So it's a, it's a lot of work, but you can automate a lot of stuff. There's so many tools out there now. Uh, Hostly is a tool that I love. I'm sure you've heard about it on this podcast because they sponsor it. Um, but uh, the guidebooks, I'm still using them. I've used them for years. Just sending a guidebook to your, to your guest with photos, with all sorts of information that's easily digestible, easily consumable, um, that will save you a lot of time because when guests, guests will actually look at the guidebook because it's, you know, because it's, it looks good and it's photos and it's, you know, the information is organized. Whereas I used to send like a really long email with all this information. And I noticed like nobody reads that because nobody likes to read a giant, um, a giant uh, amount of text. And especially, I think that's a trend as people, um, the younger people like definitely don't like to read at all. They're used to watching YouTube videos. Um, so I think, uh, I think that's a trend that's going to continue that people are, have less and less patience to, to just read and take the time to really dig into something unless, unless it's presented to them in a, in an attractive way. So what I found is when you send somebody a guidebook, there's a bigger chance, um, that they'll actually go through the information. So those are, those are just a, a number of things that you can do to, uh, to automate and outsource, um, if you go to getpaidforyourpad.com, I actually have a section that's called tools and resources. And if you click on that, it's in the menu. Uh, you, can, you can find an overview of all the tools that I've reviewed and I've been testing and using myself over the last years. Um, and, you know, a lot of them have special offers as well. You can get like discounts and stuff. So go ahead and check that out. Um, I'm sure there's something that you haven't heard of that might be useful to you. All right, so that's, uh, that's uh, the second thing. It's a lot of work, but you can take yourself out of the equation um, and you can, take your, you, you can outsource much more than, you would, than we initially think. So next week, more on that. The third thing that I want to touch on is when I started Airbnb, I, I saw it as, uh, as just doing an Airbnb. Like Airbnb was, my, was the website where I got my, I got my traffic, I got my leads. Um, and I didn't really think outside of Airbnb. Um, I did test some other platforms, but I've always been a 100% Airbnb person um, because I was just getting so much demand from Airbnb that I've never really had a reason to go beyond that platform. In fact, um, I strongly believe that if you, if you are, have a very dominant position on the Airbnb platform, um, it's probably best to just do Airbnb because, because that reputation is so valuable. When you start spreading yourself thin over multiple platforms, direct bookings, all of that, 
uh, then you might gain some traffic and some demand on these other platforms, but you're going to lose that dominant position that you have on Airbnb. And that might actually result in less demand overall. So it's, I know it's a little counterintuitive because a lot of people think, oh, there's this demand on all these other platforms that we're missing out on. So we need to be everywhere. That's not the case, right? I mean, there, there are situations in which it's best to be on a lot of platforms. And of course, the big, you know, sort of the big uh, negative aspect on just being on one platform is, of course, you're dependent on that platform, right? So, um, so yeah, if you're just on Airbnb and Airbnb closes your account or whatever, if something happens to Airbnb, then, you know, you're losing that, uh, you're losing that demand. But at the same time, you know, you can, you can still, it's not like your business is not completely lost because you can still uh, use those other platforms if you can't use Airbnb anymore. But um, I mean, it's a small risk that you get kicked off of Airbnb, but it can happen. So, so every strategy has pros and cons. Um, but, uh, but what I, because I was only doing Airbnb through this podcast, I started learning that, you know, other people, they have a different strategy, which is to be on multiple platforms, right? And you can use uh, PMS systems and channel managers to literally be on like 100 platforms, right? So, so that's one thing. And uh, again, that might be a good solution for you. I think there's still a lot of cases where just Airbnb, um, just by being the, the king on Airbnb, so to speak, that I think there's a lot of cases where that still is the best strategy. Um, but this, this, this is definitely an alternative. And even if you, you can even go beyond the, uh, the other platforms like VRBO, Booking.com, uh, TripAdvisor, Expedia, there's, I mean, there's hundreds of them. Um, but you could even go beyond that and have a direct booking website, um, which is specifically useful, I think, if you actually have a marketing strategy, right? If you are collecting emails from your guests, if you send them uh, content after they, uh, after they check out, so, you know, every week you send them an email or something about, with some information about what you're up to with your units some discounts, information about your area, et cetera. Um, if you're doing all that kind of stuff, then, um, then especially that works really well with a direct booking website. Um, but even if you're just running an Airbnb, you can put up an Instagram page, you can go on Facebook. Um, you can do, there's a lot of platforms where you can do your marketing, additional marketing. And that's something that I never realized when I started doing Airbnb. I, I never thought of, of using other marketing channels than, than Airbnb, right? Now, I have seen a lot of people who are successfully using um, a social media platform to grow their bookings, right? To get more demand, uh, to get more repeat business as well. But it's, it's, a, it's quite a bit of work, though, to set it up. Um, but once you, once you have it in place, it, it definitely can be a great lead generator. But um, what I would recommend anybody who wants to get into uh, channels outside of the, the main uh, platforms is think about your avatar and think about where is your avatar? Where do they hang out? If you are catering to younger people all right, or millennials, then Instagram is, can be a very powerful place to be because that's where they are. Um, if you're marketing to business travelers, for example, then you might want to do something on LinkedIn, right? If you are, um, what else is there? Twitter. Um, I'm not sure exactly what avatar is on Twitter, 
or Pinterest. What I heard is Pinterest is uh, mostly females. Um, but there's, you know, there's all these different places. There's Facebook, of course. But what I've seen, the people that are successful at this, they, number one, they understand where their avatar is. And number two, they really specialize in one platform. So they don't try to be everywhere. So they don't start their Instagram and Facebook and, and LinkedIn and this and that. They just say, okay, my avatar is on Instagram. I am going to specialize in Instagram and I'm only going to do Instagram. Because when you get into this stuff, email marketing, social media marketing, all that, all that stuff, it gets very overwhelming quickly. And it's really hard. It's not easy. It's really hard to figure out like what's the content that I'm going to put out, you know, the photos, the text. Um, and because, because if you, if you don't have a strategy, if you don't have a plan behind it, then you're probably just going to waste your time. So if this is something that you want to get into, pick a platform and, and really start educating yourself on how do I use that platform to, to get traction. Instagram, for example, what do I need to do in order, in order to grow a following, right? There's, there's things like hashtags. There's things like, you know, what, what are you going to post, right? What, what are people interested in? And Instagram is mostly visuals, right? So, uh, but you can also do, you can do stories, you can do uh, Instagram TV, but there's, there's a, there's like, um, uh, there's a system. Uh, every, all of these places have, have their own engines, you know, the search engines and, just like Airbnb, right? You need, to, you need to find out like, how does this work? How, for example, on Airbnb, how do, I, how do I get Airbnb to show my listing to its users? It's the same game that you're playing on Facebook or Instagram, where it's like, how do I make Instagram show my content to my followers and not somebody else's? Because you're always competing for attention, right? So you, you kind of need to understand how, how it works. How does the algorithms work, right? Um, so for example, on Instagram, you need to be very consistent. And this is actually true for most of these, uh, most platforms is you need to consistently put out content, right? So whether that's once a day or twice a day, um, same with the, with the stories, um, you need to do it consistently for uh, quite a while in order to get, really get some traction. So another thing that I would recommend to people who want to start doing this is, uh, you know, figure out how you can consistently do it without having to spend too much brain power and too much uh, time. Because if you can spend like 10 minutes a day and consistently put out a couple posts and a couple stories on Instagram, for example, um, if you can find a way for you to do that without creating too much friction for yourself, where every day, for example, you have to come up with something new, if you create a system around it, where you just, you just plug into your, your little system every day, you already know for the next couple of weeks, you already know exactly what you're going to be posting. Um, then, you know, then it becomes a lot easier because then you can consistently do it without having to think too much about it. And this is true for any platform, right? Um, wherever you, wherever you are, same with the email marketing. Uh, if every week you have to come up with something to write, there's going to be a moment where you're going to get burned out where versus if you, if you devise a plan, where you say, okay, every week I'm going to write about X, Y, Z. This is where I'm going to find the information. Um, if you have a plan like that, then again, you can just plug into your plan and there's a much better chance that you will keep doing it because that's, that's really the key to all of this is consistency. You know, I mean, even, even this podcast that you're listening to right now, uh, the reason why I've built up a following over time 
is not because I was such a great podcaster, not because of me really. It's just because I've been consistently just doing it every week. I just do a podcast, right? And, and just with that consistently over time just builds an audience. So that's kind of, that's kind of true for, for everything you do, I guess. Um, so yeah, so those are, those are really the, the, the three biggest, you know, lessons that I've learned. So to, summar, to summarize, you know, number one is don't think of your space as, a, as just a place to sleep, as just a, as a space. Think about it as an experience. How do you optimize that experience to the needs of your avatar, of your, uh, the, the perfect guests that you can have? Uh, number two, it's a lot of work, but it's, you can really, really free up a lot of time if you use technology, if you're using the tools, and if you, especially if you uh, hire a virtual assistant um, to take uh, tasks off your plate. And again, next week, we'll talk to Rebecca and she's going to explain exactly how to hire and train a virtual assistant. And number three is um, just the, the amount of ways that it's possible to drive more bookings outside of just Airbnb. Um, but also how difficult it is, especially when it comes to creating your own marketing plan, uh, how difficult it is to actually get results from that if, you're, if you don't have a plan, right? So those are the biggest three things uh, I've learned in, uh, in the last six years. Um, I want to finish off this episode by recommending some uh, podcast episodes that I've done in the past. Because over the last couple of years, I've gotten a lot, lot of new listeners. And I get this question a lot where people will send me an email and they say, hey, I just found your podcast. You have 350 episodes. I am not going to listen to every single one. But I want to listen to the ones that are going to help me the most or the, the ones that are most interesting, right? So... I have looked at all of my podcast episodes and I've looked at several things. Number one, I've looked at the amount of downloads. So how popular are they? Number two, I've, I've also looked at, you know, which episodes do I think are really interesting? And then I've tried to uh, create a combination of five episodes that kind of cover different topics, but they're all, but are also interesting for different reasons. So there we go. The top five, episode number 263. I talk about how to use social media to market your Airbnb. And it's interesting, I just, because I just talked about social media a lot. And I think the reason why this is one of the most popular episodes, this was the number one most downloaded episodes of all my episodes, actually. I think the reason is just, is exactly why, exactly what I said before is like, Everybody understands that social media is a place where you can, you can, you can market your, your listing, but very few people know what to do with it, right? So if you're listening to this, you're good chance that you're thinking this too. You're aware of the opportunities, but you, don't, you simply don't really know how to, how to use uh, social media. So episode number 263 uh, will be useful for, to listen to if you're interested in that. Number 260, how to rank higher and drive more bookings. And this is, of course, uh, of, you know, also one of the most downloaded episodes that I did. Uh, it's with Kelvin from uh, uh, RankBreeze, um, which is a company that helps people uh, optimize their listings to get more views on Airbnb. It's like Airbnb SEO. 
Um, so that's uh, also an episode that was downloaded uh, a lot. And probably also because of the title, like how to rank higher, drive more bookings. When people hear that, they're like, hey, I want to drive more bookings. Now, the other free episodes that I want to recommend are free episodes that they don't have the most downloads, but they're earlier episodes. So they're, all three of them are actually in the first 50 episodes that I've done. Now, what I've noticed is a lot of people don't listen to the older episodes, um, but there's a couple of them that are, I think are, are really interesting. Number one, uh, it's uh, episode number 24. I interviewed Chip Conley. And, you know, of course, Chip Conley, he was the head of hospitality uh, at Airbnb. Um, and he is the founder of a Joy de Vivre Hotel, um, the hotel brand. That was one of the biggest uh, boutique hotel chains in the US, if not the biggest one. So, of course, Chip has a wealth of knowledge. He was recently in our, in our mastermind as well. Um, but I interviewed him on episode 24. I think it was in 2014 when I first met him at the Airbnb Open in San Francisco. So I think there's two reasons why it's interesting to listen to this episode. Number one, because it's Chip Conley. Number two is because it's Chip Conley in 2014. So it's kind of interesting to listen to what he had to say about hospitality and uh, tips for Airbnb host in 2014. A lot of that stuff still applies. Episode number 34, how an Airbnb experience can create a bond between two people. Now, this is one of the most impactful episodes that I've ever done, I think. Um, it tells a story of, uh, of Kimberly who hosted somebody from far away and they ended up developing a really close bond because of some of the things that happened during the stay. I won't go into details. Just go listen to it. I promise you it'll be worth your time. Uh, episode number 34. And last but not least, episode number 47, how Airbnb empowered this host to keep his home from being foreclosed. And the reason I chose this episode is because one of the reasons I got into Airbnb and one of the reasons I started writing and talking about it is because I love the fact that Airbnb can empower individuals to um, to start a business for themselves, right? Uh, starting a business is really, really difficult. It's very challenging. You have to typically invest money into it. It's highly risky. Most businesses fail. What I love about Airbnb is that anybody who, anybody can rent out a room or they, you know, you could even like go, um, go stay with friends or family and rent out your home. It's, it's, a, it's an asset that you can monetize and start your own little business with very little investment, very little risk. I mean, you can put up an Airbnb listing and if nobody rents it, it doesn't, didn't really cost you much, right? It costs you a little bit of time. But so, so I just think it's really, really cool how platforms like Airbnb and in general, the sharing economy empower people to uh, become, you know, to do something entrepreneurial without having to take a lot of risk and without needing a lot of investment. So that's why I chose episode number 47. In this case, um, we talked to a host in Miami who was about to, he was about to uh, get foreclosed on his home. And because he started renting out a room on Airbnb, he was able to save his home essentially, which meant a lot to him, right? So, so yeah, those are, those are the five episodes that I recommend everybody listen to. Number 263, how to use social media marketing to market your Airbnb. 260, how to rank higher on Airbnb and drive more bookings. Episode 24 with Chip Conley. Episode 
34, um, how Airbnb experience can create a bond between people. And number 47, how Airbnb empowered a host from being foreclosed. So we have empowerment, we have a story, we have, you know, belonging, what Airbnb talks about, bringing people together. Uh, we have a, a celebrity almost, Chip Connelly is kind of like a celebrity. And then we have two uh, very topical episodes where you can, uh, you can learn something and drive more bookings essentially. So go to uh, getpaidforyourpet.com, uh, click on podcast, you'll see the show notes uh, and an audio player of all the episodes I've ever done. Uh, so you can listen to them there. Of course, you can also listen to the older episodes uh, on YouTube. I, have, I think I have all my episodes on YouTube. Um, and you can also listen to, I think, all the episodes on Spotify as well. I recently, I haven't been on Spotify for too long, but I think, I think they're all on there. Uh, or you can go to the Apple Podcast or SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher. Um, I think I think I'm on all those platforms. So wherever you want to uh, go, there's plenty of opportunities to to learn. I highly recommend look, watching the YouTube videos because I've I started li uh, listening to all my podcasts to the podcasts that I listen to. Um, I I watch them essentially. I watch them on YouTube because I think it's more fun to to be able to actually see the host. Right, Joe Rogan is a podcast I listen to a lot, and it's just more fun when you can actually see the person uh, than just to listen to the audio. But if you're watching the YouTube video, you can still listen to it as well, right? Oftentimes, what I do is I put it up while I'm cooking or something, and then I'll watch, but then I don't have to watch the whole time. But every now and then, it's kind of cool to uh, to look. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. This is a, a bit of a different podcast episode. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Next week, uh, I'm back with Rebecca, and we're going to be talking about virtual assistants. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And um, again, if you, if you want to know more about our good friend Anton, uh, who unfortunately passed away, uh, go to strlegends.com slash Anton. Check out, what, take, some, take a look at the photos. Um, if you want to learn more about him, we, wrote, we did a little write-up as well about him and you know, his life and what an incredible person he was. You can donate uh, some money to his family if you feel uh, that's something that you want to do and you can leave comments there as well. So with that, thank you for listening and until next week.